This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, friends. My name is Dara, and this is another Wednesday at the Shore where I give my recap and give my thoughts about Chesapeake Shores. We are in season one, and this episode will chronicle the last three episodes of season one, episodes seven to nine. So episode seven opens up with Bree in the Lending Library putting books in and then a handsome stranger comes up and begins to talk with her and this is where we get to see Bree smile and kind of have some type of good come into her life because of all of the life's decisions with her coming back from Chicago and writing a novel and wanting to pursue a new career path maybe even change residences and and all and all of that so it was nice to see for the episode to open up with that type of that type of lightness, if you will. But let's get <laughs> let's get to we are at Sally's and Abby and Wes, Abby's ex-husband, are at a table. And if you guys remember in previous episodes, we saw that Abby got subpoenaed by the DOJ for some shady dealings that were going on in her New York office. Well, come to find out, Wes knows who did it. Not only does he know who did it, he tried to cover up for said person, and said person is his girlfriend, Gabrielle. Now, Wes, Abby's like, fam, which, what, like, do you know what would happen if it is found out that you were an accomplice? Do you know that that could put your securities license in jeopardy? How will you continue to support our girls if that's the case? And then he's going to say, well, that's where I was hoping you'd come in. I know he a lie. I know he a lie. You, I, when I tell you I got mad upset at him at that moment, I'm like, sir, you, you gonna, you gonna grab all of that that is within you and think that not only did you try to petition me for full custody of my kids and now you want me to financially support you, sir? Family, you better call LindenTree.com and get a mortgage. You better call J.G. Wentworth 877-CASH-NOW. You better call Tyrone because I am not the run. I'm not the one. I'm not the one. <laughs> I was so upset. The audacity of you to sit here in front of my face and just, and to just ask me that. Please exit stage left. Please do us all a favor. Yo, I was hot after that, fam. I was so hot after that. So then we have um, Mick, who is the dad, and Megan, who is the mom. We see the mom walking down a road that looks like it needs to be driven on. So that means she has no mode of transportation and she has her suitcase. And she's walking one direction, but Mick is driving the opposite direction. So they kind of meet like face-to-face, if you will. And so he stops and they they talk and they get into it and he ends up just leaving. I was like, all right, come on, fam. Like, don't just leave her on the side of the road. Like, that's the mother of your children. You know what I mean? 
So then there is, along with Abby and Wes, we have the Abby and Trace storyline. So Abby is like Trace from the jump was like Abby. <laughs> I'm Fender. I'm trying to rekindle what we had. And Abby's just like, ooh, uh, you fine, but no. <laughs> and so now that Lee has popped up like a dang gypsy, she's, um, Abby's feeling a little jealous. And she lets Trace know that she was jealous. She was like, just to let you know I was jealous and I had no right to be. And, um, but I just wanted to tell you to encourage, like, to encourage you to, to play your music. Like, you are your music and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where is this coming from? Maybe Lee being there kind of forced her to realize that she really had feelings for Trace that she was trying to sweep under a rug. Y'all, excuse me, I have notes here. So if you hear paper rumbling and rustling, that's what it is. She finds a guitar that he gave her when they were in high school in her closet. And she leaves it at his house because she was, I mean, she was trying to give it to him personally, but he wasn't there. And so she just leaves it right in front of his house. And he knows exactly what it is um, without, without him even knowing. He was like, this is ab. Like you could tell in his face, which was really cool. Next, we have Kevin, our um, army vet who is home recovering from injuries. He starts walking. For a couple of episodes, he was bedridden because he was badly injured. But he is now walking and is on crutches. And another thing with Kevin, Kevin and Connor is just... (laughs) Connor has one speed and it is in the words of brand from deck the hallmark all the way speed (laughs) he is on 110 okay so connor kind of um he finds kevin and he's like kevin hop in or whatever and so they're driving all over the place all willy-nilly and reckless i'm like fam you can we try not to injure the homie though but then they end up going to this tree house where they used to be when they were a child and then they end up uh chilling up there so let's go to graham who decides to leave and go to Ireland. She wants to go to the motherland to, I don't know, reconnect with her past or something like that. But do you remember in like the second or third episode, Trace found a ring while he was doing renovations at the church that he was going to give to Abby, but he ended up giving it to, um, well, he told Abby to give it to, dad to her dad and so she ended up giving it to her dad dad gave it to gran gran no i'm sorry abby gave it to gran gran is giving it back to abby as a gift and we still don't know who this dylan o'reilly is y'all i'm trying to figure out is this uh an old lover that gran had is this an old flame but the the bomb that gets dropped in episode seven is that we finally know why Trace moved back to Chesapeake Shores. Trace reveals that he left Nashville because one night while he was driving home from a gig with the band in the car, he took his eyes off the road for one second. And in that one second, he got into a wreck that almost cost a man his life. 
And so that man now is, he's in the hospital. He's having trouble recovering. He has a family and Trace just feels God awful about it. So he is um, paying for the dude's medical bills. He moved to Chesapeake Shores to really distance himself from that situation. But when Trace, um, he confesses that to Abby, he like breaks down. And I'm talking wailing, like the homeboy is shaking. I said, you better act, Jesse Metcalf. You better do your good acting on this today. So let's cha-cha slide into episode eight. Um, I, I'm just going to point out five points from the episode because episode nine is, <laughs> that's, that's where the, everything hits the fan. So episode eight, Abby and Trace finally have a date after flirting and such. And Trace is going into business with Abby's father to do this, um, music venue for Chesapeake Shores. And so to tell Abby, he like decorates the whole warehouse looking thing in like Christmas lights and then they dance and then they kiss and then it's a whole thing. Then, um, (laughs) it's found out that we know that Jess has been on a date, but come to find out. The date that Jess is on is with the same guy that Bree was having the rep- was having the conversation with in front of the, the lending library. So when Jess invites him over for dinner uh, to meet uh, Bree, Bree is like, "Oh crap!" Like you can see it all over her face, and so she acts as if they haven't met at all. And of course, she can't tell him that it's because she likes him because he likes Jess. And so it's just, it's, it's just really, really awkward. And in this episode, the family is out at some, like, I don't know if it's a fair or something, but they're playing like mini, there's mini golf, there's arcade games, but Wes is there to spend time with the girls. And so Wes is talking to Connor and Abby about the whole situation with the investigation and Connor um, is jumping in to help against people's better judgment he's kind of forcing himself he's inserting himself into the situation and he actually ends up saving the situation he it it gave me suits vibes like the way he kind of handled the whole situation like a boss because the dude the investigator was like are you even a lawyer he was like no but you never asked me that to begin with and how I signed my name at the end of the document was JD Juris Doctors or something like some Latin term you know But Connor ended up um, getting the investigator off of Abby and Wes's back and told him who to really go after, who is Gabrielle. Number four, Mick has a this whole episode. He's been on the Mick has been on the phone yelling at somebody. So we find that he leaves. Um, He's going to Boston to try to remedy this bad business deal. And he asks um, Megan, the mom, to stay at the house since Gran is gone. You know, she's back in Ireland. So he's like, can, um, can you stay in the house? And lastly, Georgia, Kevin's fiance, left. So they have this quick conversation about, I thought we were going to live in, in, in Florida because she wants to live in Florida. With Kevin being home, he's like, yo, I think I want to stay here in Chesapeake Shores. And so I I don't know if they actually resolved anything, but besides telling each other that they love each other and that they genuinely care for each other. Um, I I will give this to her credit. Georgia did say that she, 
she like what she thought the family would be like they did end up being so you could tell she was kind of eating her words and her assumptions about what the what she thought the o'brien family was going to be like um and so she ends up leaving and going back down south and now now we have episode nine the mom has been staying in the house and while the mom is in the house you can see her trying to like start conversations with each of the kids and you can see how she relates to each of the kids it's oh gosh y'all can cannot can my last name be o'brien can i just change my name to dara o'brien because i promise you that like the siblings i love them so oh i forgot to mention though in episode eight at the arcade and um mini golf thing Jess notices how Bree and David have a lot in common and then Jess puts two and two together and realizes that David is was the dude that Bree talked to her about from the lending library so then Jess and Bree got into it so then we see Jess go um we see Jess talk to David saying I want to break up and he's like what 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 was happening and she's like okay but she's kind of like all over the place and she ends up asking him to be her chef at her b&b um and i guess they decide to break up but also jess has this wild dream about the this traumatic event that happened where she was on a boat and um there was a bad storm that the boat got into and it caused everyone to kind of go overboard and she was it was a nightmare really and so we find at the end of the episode a moment where she connects with her mother now it wasn't like google gaga it was really i i knew it was a big step for jess to even tell the mom that so i knew that that was one step into the right direction for just wanting to repair the relationship with her mother but telling her mother she said do you remember that time when you first stayed here and you asked me what i dreamt about well i've I've dreamt about what I've been dreaming every night for the past four years. And it was that incident. Um, and it, and even in that, she used that, that nightmare to connect with Kevin, with maybe some of the PTSD that he may be dealing with um, because of his injuries. And uh, Jess is really growing on me. At first, she rubbed me the wrong way. But, man, aren't we... We all got our weaknesses and flaws. And I, I can see... I can now see the whole the whole picture when it comes to Jess um, and Wes, too, because when I tell you that that whole asking for spousal support put a bad taste in my mouth concerning Wes. But in episode nine, you can really see how he cares for the girls. He cares for Abby and he wants the best for all of them. So he concedes and withdraws his petition for full custody and is allowing Abby to have full custody. And on top of that, he may be moving to like the suburbs of Chesapeake Shores, if that's even a thing. Like the outskirts of Chesapeake Shores. Um, and guess who pops back up like a dang whack-a-mole? Lee. Abby is running to Trace to tell him the good news about her getting full custody of her girls. And who click clack of heels do we see, do we hear and then see but Lee? Because Trace is going to be running the venue with Lee. Ooh, I almost threw my computer. I, I, I was like, she need, can we just stamp her return to sender, please? 
I just need a smooth return to sender stamp on her forehead. But, um, Kevin, we got some big news with Kevin. Kevin is applying to medical school. He may be staying in the area because he's applying to Johns Hopkins, wanting to become a doctor. Because, and then Connor asks him, why do you want to become a doctor? He's like, well, from me being a patient. <laughs> so he is thinking about staying around. And he even admits to Connor that he's scared to get married. Like he was concerned that when Georgia left, he actually felt relief. And he was like, I shouldn't be feeling that. Like, he just doesn't think he's ready to get married. So not only does not only does Lee pop up, but Martin, uh, Bree's ex-boyfriend who cheated on her in Chicago pops up. I'm like, this scrub want to pop up in her life all of a sudden. And just like she said, what did you expect me to do? I will not welcome you with open arms like I'm the father and you're the prodigal son. That's not what this is. Absolutely not. And what I got mad at is she going to ask him to stay for um for uh, Jess's thing. Now, however, that she that was big of her to invite him to stay for Jess's celebration of opening the B&B. Because at that celebration, Martin announces that Jess, I meant that Brie has a residency at a theater as a playwright, which is really, really cool. So now Brie's storyline at the end of season one, we're kind of wondering, okay, is she going to stay in Chesapeake Shores or is she going to move back to Chicago when we when we watch season two? And then uh, with Jess... <laughs> First of all, this whole the whole cookout had Martin, Bree's ex-boyfriend, David, the guy Bree likes, but also the guy that Jess likes, had Wes, Abby's ex-husband, but also Trace, the guy that Abby likes, and then Lee, Trace's ex-girlfriend. It was it was the Real Housewives of Chesapeake Shores reunion. That's what it was. <laughs> Ooh, but when I tell you there was this beaut the beautiful ending scene with the father and the five siblings, it was that scene that made me want to change my name on my Instagram bio to Dara O'Brien. I I loved it. It was beautiful. So you guys, I I'm so excited to start season two with you. I told y'all I was going to catch y'all up. You guys have to watch it yourselves to get the little in-betweens because also Trace gets arrested. Huh? All, all I was able to decipher from the police radio was warrant for arrest. I'm like, what? So Trace gets stopped by the cops originally for speeding because he got a call that his father got rushed to the hospital. So he's trying to meet him and the state trooper stops him um, initially for speeding and then comes come to find out Trace got an arrest warrant out. So homie slams Trace on the, on the pickup and Abby has no clue because she's trying to call him. And of course he can't answer. Man, oh man. Next week, we're going to pick this back up with season two, episodes one and two. I look forward to hearing what you guys is, what you guys think about Chesapeake Shores. Be sure to leave me a voice message by clicking the link in the show notes. 
when you click that link, it will take you to a page where you are able to leave a minute's worth of your thoughts. So I look forward to connecting with you guys and be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram where I can connect with you guys further about other TV shows and movies of the Hallmark persuasion. Well, y'all, I will talk to you guys next week.